Hello, and welcome to some Derps Talk About Games. I'm your co-host, Mango. And I am your co-host, Buddy. I don't know why I yelled that really loud. Uh, probably because you're so excited <laughs> for so Overwatch. I am excited for Overwatch, I guess. <laughs> which is what we're talking about today. But before Indeed. we do that, Buddy, why don't you tell the folks at home what we do on this podcast? Well, uh, it's pretty simple. We like to talk about video games. Uh, and regular games, like tabletop games. Just lots of games, I guess. All kinds of games, except board games, which we've never talked about. Yeah. You know, anyways, uh, moving right along, Overwatch is the topic. But before we get into that, we have other things to talk about. For instance, uh, uh, tabletop games that got played? I don't think nothing nothing happened. Mark got sick. Chuckles had to watch Omar do comedy, so he didn't do Hell's Rebels. Right. Um, And, uh... Yeah, so if this this should hopefully go up tonight, and so tomorrow there should be Hell's Rebels, barring like an you know international incident, a uh, catastrophe. Yeah, um, and then uh, next week we should be back to N- norm- normal gameplay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Well, uh, we've obviously been playing lots of other games in the meantime. I don't know how much I want to talk about this, because I imagine we're probably going to do our own episode on Stellaris, but obviously... Yeah, yeah we've been playing a bunch of Stellaris. Game. Yeah. Besides Overwatch. Like, last week was just, like, Overwatch, I played a little League, and then Stellaris. Um, yeah, you, you have, you've been playing... i played, like, maybe two or three games on this patch of League, which we've gone over a bit. Um, you don't like it, right? Like, I, I haven't really formed an opinion of it, but you, you think it's still too rough to... to uh, really... You know, I, I like it in theory. I think it's just... You know, when when you're when you're Riot and you're a very rapid patching company, um, when you do tons and tons of changes in the middle of the season, kind of out of nowhere, um, the end result is that you get super rough cuts that get revised down the line. And I think we're in super rough cut mode, basically. Uh Stuff like Blood Razor, you know, like Blood Razor, which we didn't really talk about some of these things, but Blood Razor just is not worth it. All of those Devourer junglers are now terrible uh, because Blood Razor is just bad. Um, the removal of uh, Boots has impacted me because my go-to top laner, Olaf, depends a lot on Ghost, and Distortion used to be a huge buff for Ghost, uh, and now Ghost is bad. It's just really bad. Um and so, you know, it's it's those kinds of problems, right? Those kinds of things that are suboptimal, I guess we could say. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I have, you know, I've, you, they'll get their shit together. I like some of the stuff I've seen, even in the first patch, they're decreasing the ghost cooldown to 180 seconds. And, they're, and the movement speed now scales with level, so it scales up from 28% to 45%, um, which is kind of it, it it starts in the same place it used to but it just gets better and better and better so i think you know like that you know this is a this is a good buff blood razor gets 10 percent more attack speed it does one percent more uh of the target's max health right uh, a lot of these mages have changes buffs nerfs all around uh you know all around the middle and back again they even hot fixed it which is you know yeah that's, that's that's always indicative of some craziness yeah um well, but. for me, I uh, I beat Dark Souls three, 
Started new oh, game damn. plus, beat the first boss. Started a second character, beat the first two bosses. Um, and I haven't played since, but uh, I, you know, I. It's a great game. It's it's a it's a really, really great game with a lot of depth. Um, it's not perfect. Um, and uh, and I'm probably spend the next couple of weeks watching lore videos to see what everybody thinks everything means. But it's uh. I'd recommend it. I put 60-something hours into it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Jeez. Yep. And I think eventually I'll go back and do some other characters. Just because I wanted... Like, I didn't even, like, do any of the PvP stuff. Didn't really do invasions or uh, counter-invasions. Because I usually only embered up when I went into boss fights. Um, yeah. But it's a... Uh, excellent game. With a lot of, lot of, lot of cool stuff in it. Fair enough. Uh, but then the other game, I guess, just to just to tease it, the other game I've been playing is Stellaris. I am currently, yes. since its release yesterday morning at 9 a.m., uh, it I have 17 hours played. Wow. So that's yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> um, you know, honestly, uh, I'm, not, I'm not quite sure that I'm super up on it yet. Um my general path through the game, just for uh, all of the lovely listeners out there, my general path through the game has been at uh, my first playthrough. I, you know, I obviously didn't know all that much about what I was doing, and I got basically sandwiched between two uh, warring empires that wrecked me. And so I restarted, and then uh, my home system did not have a single satellite. Or, uh, you know, like, nothing nothing for me to mine or, like, research. Like, no mining, no research stations, none of that stuff. Um, so I was just like, well, fuck this. So I restarted again. Um, and in my most recent playthrough, I've done a couple of things differently. And I'm now in the mid-game, probably, is what we would call that. Um, I think it's good. I think there's a lot of depth. Um, but per, some some pieces of this are more complicated than what I'm used to with Europa Universalis, uh, especially most notably the ship construction, right? Like the individual, the ability to individually construct each ship to be kind of optimal is one of the things that uh, is I can tell. There's just like I we could go, I could spend hours pouring through kind of stats on these kinds of things to see what you know where to make the best kinds of changes um and i don't really have a good handle on that system but uh otherwise uh i don't know it's good it's good it's not quite eu4 for me yet but I'm, it might get there yeah no i'm I've, I've played less than you i've played six hours at this point um but i'm excited for like some of the modding uh stuff um I'm, I'm looking through the workshop now um and the most popular one is ones are of course things like you know new colors um there's a 40k toilet imperium reskin wow. um there's like a robot one there's the blorg of course the blorg being the race that the developers played in their their pre uh pre-game launch or launch uh, pre-launch live stream um over the past couple months uh, there's like you know some some flags, but then you you get I love looking at these because you gotta get deep into it. It's like oh, there's a cat girl want race, um, there's a vape nation, 
uh, race available. Oh God! Um, it's 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 the uh, it's the what it was it Ethan Klein the 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 you know the, the 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 dude like the the dude that makes fun of the vape nation people. So I'm excited for like real people to get their hands on this. I read some of their blog posts about modding it, and it looks great. Um, yeah, and I'm I'm super excited to use some multiplayer. I'm sure we'll end up doing a multiplayer stream at some point. Um, even if we don't end up doing like, like a full thing, a full playthrough, cause that would be a long time, but I think it'd be pretty. We honestly should have just done it today. You know what I mean? When we were both kind of fumbling through the game. I uh, mean, um, I mean, but you know, too, too, too late at this point. Obviously. Yeah. It's not like I wasn't working today or anything. Um, oh, right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> work Yeah, from home. I was, um, I was working, buddy. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, definitely, definitely going to cut this out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Anyway, um, the, uh, I completely lost my train of anyway, thought. Anyway, Overwatch. Overwatch. <laughs> Overwatch. So... Talking about Overwatch. Uh, let's talk about Overwatch. Wow, we actually got through that first part in like 10 minutes. It's like yeah. a record for us. Um, yeah, this so, is, that's for you, Zhao and Enoch. Yeah, now, yeah this, this is for yeah, friends of the cast, right? Okay, so Overwatch uh, obviously is coming out soon. The open beta was over the, past, over the, the last weekend. It was way better than I ever expected. Uh, I did not expect to like Overwatch very much. Spoiler alert. I thought I was going to find it tedious um uninteresting and like I, I i thought i was gonna fall into the kind of fps malaise that i typically fall into in games like these where i'm not good at fps's and it's tough for me to see a path to goodness almost if that makes sense like a lot so okay i actually have to back up even a step further than this um a lot of my time as a gamer is spent like very kind of directly with you know, like, the game, right? You know, like, with the text of who, you know, this is why I know just, like, random offhand things. Like, oh, did you know that Morgana's attack, you know, auto attack range is 425 units? It's like, yeah, I know that because I, I look at these kinds of stats and I figure this kind of stuff out. But FPSs are notoriously vague when it comes to this stuff, right? FPSs are not RPGs and they don't pretend to RPGs. And so numbers are typically not that important to them and um explaining how things happen is also not that important to them and while overwatch does fall into this to a certain extent um which bugs me obviously i also think that it does a better job at this than most other games it was extremely clear to me uh almost from kind of minute one what things I could be doing better or worse on the different heroes that I was playing, right? Just from an intellectual standpoint, right? Not from kind of like a gut check standpoint, which is, I think, what kind of... Uh, th th this is what, you know, when I played Call of Duty, whatever, Modern Warfare 3, I think, was the one that I played, um, multiplayer, that I, I, didn't, I didn't get that same... There, there wasn't that same engagement with my brain about... This is how you this is how you would do better. This is how you improve. So Overwatch having that for me was that that was the like the the defining thing that got me hooked into into the experience. Have you ever played a uh, Team Fortress 2? 
Uh, a little bit, not very much. Team Fortress 2 is also, it also kind of had this same problem. Um, and I think another piece of it is that because kind of everybody's new to every Overwatch and everybody's bad, I didn't get that feeling of being matched up and just getting, like, destroyed over and over again by somebody who's played 2,000 hours of the game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's nobody, there's nobody at that level of it, so we're all kind of starting in the same spot without too much trouble. Yeah, not, not only that, but they have, they have like, auto-matchmaking, which Team Fortress 2... Did not for a very long time, and I don't think it's very good. I haven't played it in any long time. I, for, for reference, I have 161 hours in Team Fortress 2, and to me, this is kind of like the natural next step for, 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 for that type of game, um, especially considering what Team Fortress 2 has become. Not that it's a bad game, but that it's, you know, there's just a lot of focus on, like, the hat economy. With What's what's the old joke? Team Fortress 2 is the most advanced hat trading simulator, and it even has a, a an FPS minigame. Um and so I was happy to see this 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 game kind of take back that type of of, of model of game. It's, Overwatch wants to pretend to be like part MOBA, but it's really a class based shooter where the classes are people instead. And not that there's anything wrong with that, and I love it. Um, it's just that's that's what it is. And a lot of the a fair number of heroes feel like Directorate, like Widowmaker and Torbjorn and Junkrat are pretty much are, are pretty close to one to one replicas of the sniper the engine the engineer and the uh and the demo man do um, they have I, see i haven't played team fortress in so long this is my my in my experience with team fortress is i got the orange box for my xbox in college to play portal and half-life 2 and i loaded up team fortress 2 and i probably played 45 minutes <laughs> you know like i don't think mm. i cracked an hour um so I are there like ultimates like no that, that 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 that's one of the things that makes it the that makes it so Team Fortress Two has less classes, um there's not ultimates there's crits which are semi random which a lot of people have an issue with, um, and um there's some other things too like Team Fortress Two's big thing was that um as as they updated more and more you could get drops that were side grades for your weapons to do different things and that that's kind of how it evolved whereas in this game the class is or the the path is pretty clearly they will add more heroes for that kind of thing um which i think is 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 a fairly solid plan um but it's it's you know it's got the same kind of route but there there are also some very specific design decisions that i think blizzard made to really drive this game in this kind of like uh in in this direction they want, which I, th- I think is kind of like this, like relatively short kind of like play a couple of games when you have them in it, um, and it's kind of like really easily uber competitive. Like you know, it, it feels um, so satisfying to, to to win and so devastating to lose a close game. And I think that's a great thing, um, and I think part of part of the things they've done for this are like um, very specifically um, the fact that every single match type is time. There's no capture the flag. There's no death match. There's no, um, there's there's nothing that takes an indeterminate amount of time. Um, the only thing that can take like more than like say like 15 minutes is maybe a neutrally contested point where no one takes the point initially, and then Overwatch gets or not Overwatch overtime gets drawn out a little bit. But this like this kind of thing combined with kind of the, the, like high, um, the high value of of big pushes 
really makes the game close out quickly and kind of decisively. And while there are tense moments, it rarely ever comes down to like a slog. And I think that's really important for keeping this game fresh and keeping it like keeping it playable. To a certain extent, I agree with you. I, I actually kind of wish that there was a little bit more. Uh, see, I hate to say this, but I kind of wish there was a little bit more downtime and that there was like more involved. Uh, one of the things that gets me about Overwatch is because the matches are super short, right? And they are from the get go, right? Hyperkinetic. Um, I have a tough time. Some like sometimes I feel like that keeping that cadence of like action 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 is bad right um i think that other game you know i think league survives through this problem because it also has like other things to do on the map that aren't necessarily you know like a gank or a team fight or a you know a crazy play so like you know yeah i can go you know just me me going and warding something right in league of legends that's like 45 seconds of it's 45 seconds of like not super intense or like just even rotating around the map or like going and clearing a lane right Overwatch lacks those moments, uh, which gets to me a, a tiny amount. Um, and I kind of wish they were there. God, it's it, I don't know. It's tough because, like, it, you know, at one time I, I, uh, I wish that it was there. But I, and on the other hand, like, I think you kind of have to really radically redesign the game in order to inject that kind of a uh, flow between between like moments right i actually think that this is one of the things that has drawn me uh to mccree specifically mago knows uh i mccree is the champion i played most i played four hours of mccree over the course of the whole weekend um and i think and because of how i play mccree because of what i think mccree's strengths are which i'll talk about in a minute um it got me into that moment, into that mindset of, okay, right, like how can you know, like na- this now I'm not firing at an enemy, right? Uh, but I'm also not wasting my time. Like that, that tension is really is really tough. I feel like because it always feels like if I were to go spend the forty five seconds, you know, if I were to go spend forty five seconds, pl- quote unquote, placing a ward, doing whatever equivalent thing, that's a huge time waste uh, for my team. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying. I, I think that's a different game, almost. Or, like, that's something, like, maybe that, that Paragon, the, the game by Epic that it strives to be. Um, I think this game's, want, this game wants to be super kinetic because that's, that's what Blizzard thinks makes, makes for a, a better game. But, like, I, I understand what you're saying, that, like, that, that, that kind of, like, I think this game is, is about iterating fast and learning how, learning your character over a lot of short matches rather than trying to kind of figure that out with like make those iterations within a ma- match if that makes sense you know what actually i'm actually kind of thinking about this uh i actually think i'm wrong i think i'm wrong for a different reason i think i'm okay. describing something different so what i'm really what i really think i'm describing is what okay here's what it is this is this is what bugs me right like let's say Yesterday, I had a match against four Torbjorns on defense uh, in the Mexico map 
whatever it is, you know, the the Southwest, uh, maybe the, Highway 66 is the map. Okay. Um, we were trying, we kept trying to push out of our base, and there were just four Torbjorns and four Torbjorn turrets, and we took out, you know, we would get behind Reinhardt, and we would take out as many of the of the Torbjorn turrets as we could, but we just couldn't get through all of them in enough time, you know, like, and so, like, it was almost impossible to push out of that base, and so we had five minutes or whatever to get on the cart and move it, but we barely got anywhere, the payload. Um, that was frustrating. Because it, I was doing the, I was doing the same thing over and over with plenty of different heroes, right? Like I tried sniping from real far away with Riddlemaker. I tried, you know, using someone like uh, Farah or Junkrat to uh, kind of indirectly damage and get get these turrets down. Uh, I obviously played McCree because he's he was kind of my go to champion uh, on on attack, defense, whatever. Um, and the the, the game was the exact same, right? We just kept going out, we kept dying, we kept respawning a base and doing that over and over again. There wasn't an, there wasn't an, another option, right, to explore, it felt like. It felt like the only thing we could do was hit the payload, right? There was no other, there was no other strategy besides sit on the payload and get destroyed by these Torbjorn turrets maybe you know like like maybe kill one or two of them and then get team killed effect effectively and the torbjorns that we killed respawn and rebuild their turrets or they don't even die in the first place and they rebuild their turrets do you see what i'm kind of saying like there, there was there was no strategic diversity in that in that thing right i felt like the only thing i could possibly do was just throw myself into this torbjorn meat grinder um and I don't. Does that make more sense? I, I see what you're saying. Um, I think that might be a symptom of of the thing that you were talking about before, which is nobody's that good at this game yet, right? Like, like imagine. Remember, like the first couple games of, of League, or, or or maybe whatever first mobile you played, because that's generally a more indicative experience. Um, where you faced this champion that just kept shitting on you, and you didn't know what to do about it until like. Yeah. I feel like we're, we're kind of in that stage of Overwatch right now. I feel like eventually we'll figure out how to deal with that. Um, I guess it is frustrating in the interim. Um, can I ask, were you playing with, with with other people you knew or were you playing solo? No, I was playing with a couple other people. Okay. It was like me and Sang and Charles and Daniel. Okay. Just because at least then you kind of get like you, you avoid the trick. Like that is one thing that I think will keep th 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 that it's going to hurt this game from a uh, – from kind of a solo play perspective, is that um, trickling is this game's worst enemy, like going in one at a time. And I think it's hard to, hard to get people you're not on voice chat with to not do that. Um, and it seems to me like not a lot of people are using the in-game voice chat, which I think is a symptom of people not wanting to talk to random strangers online in general. Um, but, I don't know. Like that, that, that's a separate no, topic. I mean, that's a separate that, topic we could go into later. But like, that's definitely that's definitely true. I, I definitely see what you're talking about, and I, I 100% agree that like there is a counter to this stuff that we weren't necessarily seeing. Um, but the problem was is I actually felt as though we were cycling through a lot of different kind of attempts at counters, right? Like obviously Farah plays a lot differently than McCree, um, and we still had the same we still had the same problem, right? And 
I don't know. That was just kind of that was just kind of frustrating. But to go back to go back a minute to what I was talking about with when it came to McCree, um, I, I don't. Well, we don't actually have to. If you want to say something, if you want to respond to that, feel free. Oh no, no. I I I think I think that's I like it, it's definitely frustrating, right? Like it's no, no amount of of you know be, me sitting here, or anyone sitting there, and being like, well, get good scrub or like you know, well, if it or the more the nicer version is, you'll eventually figure out how to deal with that. Um, will make it not a frustrating experience. Um, and I, I guess it's kind of like do the, do the good moments in the game, do the fun, do the fun matches, the, the intense matches that you love. Um, do those outweigh the frustrating moments by enough to, to, to let you, um, to, to keep you interested in the game. And I think that that's something we're going to figure out very quickly when the game launches. Cause if, if let's say this for Torbjorn strategy isn't really beatable by any configuration, um, or it's, it's extremely, it's, it's some, you know, then the game's going to very quickly die. Um, I'm hoping that's not the case. I suspect that that's not the case, but we'll, we'll see when that happens, I suppose. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel that. I think, I think what it comes down to is like in something like league, there's a lot of varieties of kind of what's happening on the map. So even if I'm losing my lane really terribly, right, mid could be having a good time, right? Or someone is split push. You know, I mean, if we can't beat them in team fights, we can just split push, you know, th it's that kind of thing, right? But if we can't get through the Torbjorn rush, I felt like there was no other, I, co I couldn't think of any other strategy, right? Besides, you know, we, we tried the Pharah thing. We try I tried Bastion. We tried Bastion Reinhardt. Uh, which was probably the most successful version of it, but even that didn't work out. Um, so I don't know. Um, I think I think it might just be a we haven't found the we haven't found the answer to this yet. Um, but I don't want to shit it. You know, like I don't want to shit on it too much because I really did really yeah. like it and everything. It's just, that's that, that's like my big my big weakness is that it feels like there's only one way to win. And I mean that, that's that's the nature of like a of a single object like a payload payload game you have to push the payload right like you can't yeah. you know like in league you could like, like there's there's not as much strategic diversity in league because the game is not designed to have that kind of like like strategic diversity i don't, is how, I, well, how I don't you... think it needs to have that much but there's there's definitely other strategies that work right and this is something that yeah so to, to finally cycle around to this right this is why i like mccree so much because mccree is basically the best duelist in the game he's his fan the hammer has so much burst damage and he has uh, like you know, on demand CC. My favorite use of McCree isn't to sit on the payload because I think that's where he's weakest, right? Which is kind of bad to a certain extent, right? Like if a Soldier seventy six sitting on the payload is just going to be way better than a McCree sitting on the payload. I feel like um, what McCree wants to do and what I do on McCree, right, is snake through you know like the buildings, like the corridors, right? Uh, because inevitably they have a backline, right? I also think that certain champs like Reaper is built to do this. Uh, you know, like they have a backline. They have uh, you know, they have a Mercy or a Lucio. Uh, my favorite are Widow makers right like to go to go up onto the roofs rooftops and find like the widow maker and you just you know flashbang fan the hammer that kills anybody but a tank um and i think that's where mccree that's where mccree is at his best right you have your reinhardt who sits on the payload right that's where reinhardt belongs um and then you have other champs who are very very good you know like even offense champs or whatever um who are good and they're solid on the payload i think farah and i think um 
Uh, you know, even people like Bastion work really well in the payload when he just you know sits. Yeah, there I, I actually, I actually don't think that. I think that Farah. Farrah being on the payload isn't isn't doing what she wants. I think she wants to be in the air more of the time than she wants. But I, I see what you're well, saying. Well, so I, what, what I mean to say is, I mean, yeah, Farrah wants to be on the air. But the thing that makes Farrah unique is that she can pop into the or she pops into the air oh, and I comes see. back down, right? So I think Farrah can use the payload as almost like an aircraft carrier. Oh, so I see what you're saying. Yeah, um, but she's tank, you know, but she's tanky. Her her weapon is you know relatively long range. She doesn't need headshots, right? Those kinds of things. Um, and uh, and so you know that's how I played McCree, right? There are other and there are other champions on the other side of this that also like work in in, in like the opposite cases. Um, I think you know obviously Bastion when you're playing defense is someone who wants to sit on the point, get in turret mode, and just mow everybody down who comes through, right? But when you're playing Hanzo on defense, that's not you know like that's not what you're looking for, and I don't think it's optimal for for Hanzo to be kind of standing still. Uh, on the point, and a lot of the time he wants to be, you know, he he needs a he needs a front line. He's like an eighty carry, right? Like he needs a front line. He wants to kind of play back. Same thing with Widowmaker, right? Widowmaker doesn't want to stay on the point even when she's on defense. That's like a waste of Widowmaker's uh, kind of play silent ability. And so these are all the these are all the little things, right? These are all the little strategies that I think are really cool and interesting, and are, is where the game kind of like captivates me. Um, but. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, well, that was just yeah. That was, that was it. That was what I want to say. <laughs> absolutely, I, I think that it it brings kind of like. So I feel like the like the strategic diversity of say Counter Strike Go is there, but I don't think it's very visible to the layperson. Um, I think that's kind of daunting and kind of like impenetrable for a lot of people. I think that CS or not CSGO, um, that Overwatch has has done the thing to done the thing to solve that which is you know, kind of take the tf2 idea of very recognizable profiles and very distinct characters right like the strategic diversity of csgo is all in the guns and like it's you know two two la persons like it's it's rate of fire and whatever and and i'm sure that there, there are nuances that i'm missing because i don't play the game but it doesn't like like the difference between a tracer and a roadhog is very apparent to anybody um whereas the difference between like an op and uh another gun because i only know what one name of gun csgo is not and i think that's it's, it's very good for kind of um building out this, this different like this differentiation of role it also makes it a lot of fun for people who want to play differently right like i like you know i i, I play a little bit of everything but like I, I can see that like you know i like playing somebody like roadhog um big full front both full front kind of wades in and doesn't have to worry about kind of like the the back the you know the kind of sneaking tactics that you like on McCree, um, I think that's good for bringing in a, a wide variety of people and getting people kind of like you know, it's like you know, like like you know like that's that's a knight with a big fucking shield that's awesome, and it's you know like that's not something you usually see in a shooter, um, and I think that's I, th- I think that's ultimately what, what makes this game so so like so compelling right is 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 the ability to kind of do so like. When you play Widowmaker versus when you play Tracer versus when you play Reinhardt versus when you play Lucio, each each one of those games plays so much differently that you really get like a this really cool, unique experience every time you play. Um, it really keeps the game from getting stale, which is something that I I was personally worried about. That like after enough iterations, the game would feel like kind of rote, and you know, 
Um, and I'm still afraid that this might happen. That after enough that after enough games, they'll be like, well, when it's Ilios, you gotta play like three tracers and a reaper and you know a Lucio, and that's what you have to do to win. And that's and that's you know and that that'll be I think a death that that'll make the game uninteresting for me if the meta ever gets that far. But the fact that like you can kind of build these comps that well like well not like as as diverse as say team fight versus split push and league. Um, still kind of approach these situations differently, like, um, you know, focusing on knocking people back, like, the kind of clump behind the Reinhardt tactic versus the, you know, spread out and try and, 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 and find pick type things you could do with, say, a, a Roadhog as your tank. I think that's all very compelling, and I think this, that, that's what makes this game so, so interesting. Yeah, I definitely think that that's the case. Uh, I fear the meta a little bit just because, you know, I've played blizzard games with metas before like world of warcraft um and blizzard is not very great at the patching process right i think certain i think certain um the you know i think riot is kind of the best example of this but even they're not super great like i can't really think of anybody who's like really good at patching pvp games uh probably because i don't play them super often uh but i feel like I'm I'm afraid because I don't think that WoW PvP patching is is super great. Um, I don't know enough about StarCraft to really comment there, but my understanding is that StarCraft PvP patching also isn't super great. So it's kind of like, are they going to, you know, make it work, right? Where they, they figure out how to make this game not fall into the rut of an unbeatable meta where if you get, you know, the right combination of heroes, you just kind of shit on everybody. Um, I actually think that one of the neat things about Overwatch is they have the ability to make hard counters. Um, I think hard counters are bad in a game like League of Legends, right? If, if I say that Darius hard counters Trindamir or vice versa, you know, just kind of whatever, um, then as soon as I've picked Trindamir and he's picked Darius... I lose, you know, that sucks. And I, and there's no fun uh, in that at all. Right. Cause he's just, he's just a hard counter to my champion. And I think, and so league focusing on soft counters makes a lot of sense to me. Right. You know, if I have the skill on Yasuo, I can beat this Annie. Um, but overwatch can make hard counters because you can just swap your hero out when you die for no cost really at all. I guess the ultimate thing, but, um, and I think that that's, that's useful, uh, especially to break down, like, to break down metastagnancy. And I don't, th- and, I, and I feel like, I feel like that is a, that's a controversial point. I doubt that, I doubt that many, many people will agree with me there. But I think it would be really, uh, I think it'd be interesting and I think it'd be kind of stupid to rule, rule that out as an option for uh, shaking things up and for designing new heroes. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with you. Um, I think, I think the like, I think it's 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 obviously good. It will take the form of something that's it's not like this hero. This hero's sole purpose is directly counter somebody else. It's obviously gonna like the hero would have its own personality, and then as part of that, would end up countering some, some sort of unbeatable meta. But I think that um, your I, I think that it's that. On the, on the hero swapping thing, that the cost of losing your ultimate progress is is perfect. I think it's not so much 
that you're discouraged from swapping a hero out when you really need something different. Um, but it's high enough that you don't just change it on a whim. Um, I think I think that's that's kind of really important for kind of keeping keeping the game consistent in a way. Like, like I'm sure this will ha- this will happen at some point. But my my experience at this point is not that you know you take one objective and you're like, well, for the second phase, I want a different hero. Um, it's you know I'm doing we're, we're playing this way, and then we've hit this kind of un- unbreachable point or unbreachable setup. And so that's why we're switching out our comp, which I think is a good reason to switch a comp. Um, I think the former, where I think the former kind of it leads itself to this kind of like, you know, well the meta says you do X to win Y map, which is again bad. Um, and I think, I think that this this minor cost on it does help kind of keep people in a groove when it's when it's. Uh, Keep it helps people keep people on track on a, on a track when it's not super deleterious, which I think is great. I think that's definitely true. I also think that to a certain extent, the maps. Uh, I like I you know I like that certain heroes are better on certain maps, right? I think that that's natural, and I think that that's fine. Uh, I think that there are good Torbjorn maps and bad Torbjorn maps, and that's part of the you know that's part of the game. And I think that that also helps shake up this kind of you know like shake up and get around this kind of like meta problem almost right like if bastion can just root up on defense on every map no matter what that's bad right that's just that's that is exactly what we're trying to kind of combat i think um and so i don't know i think uh i hope uh would be a better way to, to say this. I hope that they also, you know, kind of use this map variety, variety right. Um, I also think, you know, like, to kind of, like, wheel it around almost, I think that the, the map diversity is something that's a really big advantage when it comes to this stuff uh, compared to, you know, it comes to, like, first-person shooters and everything compared to uh, something like League, right? There is no map diversity in League, really. Like, you know, Dominion is shuttered and... Twisted Tree Line is, like, barely played, right? Everything is just about that one map of Summoner's Rift. And if you change just just a tiny bit, you know, just a little bit, right, it really throws things out of whack. But because of Overwatch's uh, kind of lighter design scheme, um, it can get around that problem much easier, I feel. Yeah, it, it's, it's okay to let some champions, or some heroes, rather, to use the in-game term, uh, it's okay to let some heroes be better on some maps because they will be worse on other maps. And that's that's really great for kind of, like, like pulling out this diversity, which I, I think is cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm also excited to see, you know, in a weird way, I almost felt like I played through uh, the, you know, like, I found the heroes I liked, right? You know, like, you know, McCree, Torbjorn, right? Uh, even to a certain extent, Zarya, though I'm not very good on her, and I think she's tough. Um and, you know, and the heroes that I don't like, right? The heroes that I just don't want to play, like, I don't even know, Tracer. You don't uh, like Tracer? N- I mean, you no. Know, I, I, she's, I don't know, she's just, like, not my kind of, not my kind of champ. Uh, I, to I, a certain extent, to a certain extent, I, th- I could, I feel like I could find myself come around to Tracer. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know, just super fragile champs like that get on my nerves. Yeah, that's that's fair, I guess. 
Uh, I, I think Tracer is, is, is a very, very unique character, and I very much enjoy her for that, for that reason. Um, just kind of like her, I, like, I, I kind of wish that every champion was as, uh, that had as unique a play pattern as, as Tracer did. Um, I guess they have a lot. Really? You know, well, I guess as unique. I think every champion does have a unique. Play You're pattern. okay. Yeah. So maybe this is me, me going more back to, to, to like TF, but like Tracer is unique kind of in the genre. I think kind of may like somebody like me is also very unique in the genre. Fair enough. I feel like a lot of the heroes kind of fit into existing archetypes. Um, Bastion, Torbjorn, um, uh, Widowmaker, uh, Soldier 76, like that, like that's Soldier 76's freaking theme is be generic. Um, yeah, well, so I, I mean, I get that, but he's unique, right? The nobody no, no, else, yes, I don't think are, anybody else plays like Soldier 76. You are, you are absolutely correct that he is unique in Overwatch, right? Like each, each hero right. is distinct from each other. I will not contest that, but in the genre of first, first person shooters, or even as narrow as I think class based shooters, he is you know, a standard character, if that makes sense. Really? Tracer is yeah. Tracer is fresh for yeah. me as someone who plays games in the genre. Soldier 76 is not. Yeah, I also have a tough time with it, I think, because I I don't I'm not this is kind of like the first first FPS that I'm in I mean payday, right? Like sure. the first like FPS that I'm into after payday. Right. So, you know, I, I think that uh I, I'm less sensitive to that kind of thing. Uh, in the same way that I wasn't very sensitive to, you know, I didn't play very much. I played a little bit of Dota in college, maybe 10 hours, um, cumulative. Uh, but League, you know, like, it, it, it never bothered me that, you know, there was some similarity between... See, I don't, I don't even know champs well enough. All I played was Dwarf and Sniper, and he doesn't really have a League alternative. Like Caitlyn. Yeah, I guess kind of, right? Like, and even, you know, so like, even then, I don't feel like they were uh, kind of like copies one to one. And sure. Even if they were, I think that that would be okay, right? Because it's just about, it's, you know, like, over, you know, Overwatch is its own individual thing. And so even though uh, Soldier 76 plays like the, you know, like the, the, you know, whatever, M16 generic shooter guy from Modern Warfare that's fine right because i i think that kind of that, that that's like the low lowering the difficulty bar to make it easy i feel like sure i i, I suppose i don't know that i that's i don't know that's why i really like tracer though is that she is so different than anything else i've ever ever played before um even though i'm not particularly good at her yeah, I think Tracer is probably the highest skill cap champ that I've seen. Um, reminds me a lot of kind of like the, you know, like the Leesons and the Yasuos of the world. Um, and to a certain extent, I like Tracer in theory, but just, I don't know, you know, I think it's because she's... When I'm playing, you know, like, when I'm playing, uh, like, these hyper-mobile champions at League, like Yasuo or whatever, because I have that top-down view, it's a lot easier. But Tracer being first-person, I don't have a great sense for how far I've, tra you know, like, I, yeah. for how far I've traveled with her with her jumps. Um, 
And that's, you know, that's the kind of thing that would come with time. Uh, I've obviously seen some pretty crazy tracer plays and outplays, right? Um, the, the jump, 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 sticky bomb, you know, e, e out to wherever, go back in time to your place uh, before is neat. You know, like, that's cool. That's a, that's a cool combo. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I think that's... I think that's... I think it's random. I'm not saying you, you have to like her. I'm just you know saying that that's that's why I particularly uh, adore her. Um, yeah, Tracer's a lot like Widowmaker also for like that for me. Um, I like playing snipers, but I like playing snipers when I can just not give a fucking oh okay hit so body saying. shots like you know like this is what Hanzo is to me right like um, with Hanzo you can just hit body shots and you're fine, but with Widowmaker you're really losing a lot if you kind of do that. Um, you also have to charge with Widowmaker, which makes her significantly less mobile than Hanzo. Um, like you have, well, yeah, I mean Hanzo, you have to charge up his arrows, right? But you you have you have to aim down sight with 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 Widowmaker, and you have to hold it. Um, sure. I, I but there is no wait, wait. Is there aiming down sight? I thought there was no aiming only. Down well, Widowmaker has it. Widowmaker oh, right. has. Scope. Okay, yeah. Okay, sure. That's my point. Um, that was actually something that was kind of rough for me to get around at first. I my because my natural inclination, I think, with like a lot of people, is to. Uh, get into sites, uh, yeah, that kind of thing. I think that's also kind of why this game feels fresh is that we're finally coming out of the like the the iron sights era. Yeah, you know, with uh, with call with Infinite Warfare being the most disliked game trailer on YouTube. Yeah. Oh man, she's. <laughs> I don't understand. I just don't understand. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's just because I'm not part of that Call of Duty generation i guess um, i don't know i play a lot of call of duty i don't really get it either <laughs> doesn't seem particularly uh crazy to me you know it's, it's, it's in space sure it's you know they're robots yeah i like ro- i think right like a, you know <laughs> I, I think I robots guess. are pretty cool Maybe. i i you know robots are entertaining if nothing else mm-hmm. um, there's a robot in this game um, there's, there's two robots. Isn't Zenyatta also a robot? Yeah, I was actually thinking of Zenyatta. I forgot about Bastion. I thought, uh, oh, I was, yeah, I obviously yeah. was thinking about Bastion. I also thought that Reinhardt was a robot at first, but then obviously I saw that he, um, he has a guy yeah, he, underneath there. He's, he's a super old dude in, in armor, which I think, I think that all of the archetypes are actually well, well done. Um, I think this is, uh, yeah, I, I think this is also a very, very smart thing that they can take advantage of, uh, League, you know, like, League does the same thing, too, but because League is kind of nominally, um, you know, obviously, Jinx having a minigun notwithstanding, uh, League kind of nominally being set in, like, kind of a fantasy past universe, um, and Overwatch being set in the future, like, I'm kind of intrigued, uh, you know, but, like, like, you know, like, is there going to be, a, you know, a champion who's a hacker, right? Like, you know, the, the, those kinds of things. Ha- you know, like these are the these are the doors that get opened for you. Um, and obviously, because it's based also kind of nominally on the real world, you get, uh, you know, Tracer who is English and Symmetra, who I guess is Indian, probably. I always just assumed. I have no uh, idea. Reinhardt, I think, is German. Mercy is German. I Mer- think. Mercy is Swiss. Mercy is Swiss, fair enough. Um, um, like like McCree the Red is Cross, obviously American. I think Reaper is from Mexico. Uh, is he? Uh, I don't know. You, who the, who the hell can tell with him? 
yeah, I believe Symmetra is from Southern India. I'm checking her. I'm checking her story right now. Uh, it's like a light. Bend she she was raised extreme po poverty in the Vishkar Corporation. Uh, I don't know. There's a lot I, of lore I, here. I wish the lore was more accessible. To be honest, uh, I think it would be a nice way to like burn the thirty seconds in the top of the oh yeah, you know, like yeah. at the top of the match. Um, but you know. Oof. Whatever. It's also not even in the hero gallery, which was just like what? Yeah, it's, you know? it's it's only on like the Overwatch website. Yeah. I don't know. I, I to a certain extent, League has really burned me on the idea of lore in these kinds of games. Um, like I don't even under like what is the context of all of these people who are in Overwatch like beating the shit out of each other? Are these like? training simulations no so like, i i don't think the matches themselves have have good context but like i think the overall story is that overwatch was an organization and then um it got disbanded because of whatever kind of tropey reason that like you know like we am play god you played gods too much world the united nations says no more gods playing for you um and then i think one, one of the shorts is winston reactivating overwatch um, which is because Winston gets like his lab gets like invaded by Reaper and Reaper tries to steal some info. And then Winston's like, I'm done with this shit and reactivates overwatch, which is like a violation of some treaty or some bullshit. Who knows? Yeah. Um, I, I saw that like opening video, but I didn't really get it. Yeah. Um, I feel, I feel like, like the lore is cool, but there's, it, it's not like it is, it is not there at all. Like league. Like the like the match to match, like match to match, Widowmaker and Tracer should never be on the same team, um, but you know obviously that's that's not the case. Um, yeah, I mean I like I have been, man, I really hate I just really hate the league lore, um, and you know like you know I I don't want to be one of those people that like cries about the league lore because they like oh they you know retconned everything so that the summoners don't exist or whatever I didn't even think the summoners were good I just think the whole, everything about it was just bad um, so but I think I, but I think Blizzard is great with their you know like with their other lore kind of stuff right and I think that there is a lot of room for uh, you know the kind of Starcraft two version of this where you know the individual matches of Starcraft two multiplayer aren't you know they don't have any kind of lore set up or whatever um but there's still obviously like an overarching kind of story to uh to that game and i don't know i play it for that yeah um, i play you know like i love the lore in world of warcraft uh i even like the lore in diablo to a certain extent um so you know yeah maybe maybe it'll go somewhere who knows who knows indeed um, I, I think it's also a little bit tough because when you have like an expansion based, the kind of rollout lore is easier to fit in. But when you have something like League where it's just kind of like, well, we're constantly adding stuff to the game and it's kind of arbitrary anyway. So, yeah, I mean, I think I think League's done a better job recently with like the different events. Um, and I think that Diablo has done a good job with this where, you know, like they're they're some I don't know if the latest patch is because I haven't looked at the latest patch, but like, you know, there's there's the new barbarian area or the barbarian king area for the cube, the Haradric cube, or or whatever it was, and then there was a a new area in the pat in in the 
not the latest patch, but patch before that there was like the storm, stormy island with a bunch of different um, weird culty stuff happening on it, which I thought was neat. I think I think it's possible to kind of build out build out the lore in that kind of like incremental way. Um, I just don't know how it would manifest in Overwatch. Um, yeah, and I also think that if you know, if you're reading kind of the Blizzard uh, signs, obviously you are seeing that they are moving away almost from this model. Uh, though I I don't really know that I can really say that Hearthstone is representative in this way um but like hearthstone doesn't have you know it has very kind of hands-off lore but that's also because it's borrowing all of its lore from wow right uh and i actually kind of think that hearthstone would be worse off if it didn't have the wow lore you know what i mean like if hearthstone was just if hearthstone was just numbers on you know like if it was completely loreless, obviously I don't think it would be good, right? Um, in the context of, uh, like, instead of having Sludge Belcher, you have Minion 72, right? And he just does what he does and he has his numbers. And it's, like, that's that's uninteresting, right? But even if they had created a new set of lore for, for Hearthstone... Um, I don't think it would have been as good as being able to kind of piggyback on the WoW lore because they definitely hook people like me with that kind of thing. Uh, and, you know, I can see that, oh, this is what, you know, this is what Varian Rin would do if he was a if he was a Hearthstone card, right? This is what, you know, Sylvanas does as a Hearthstone card. Um, I've seen plenty of people who kind of make up those Hearthstone decks based on League of Legends or on, you know, just kind of, just kind of whatever. Um, I think the same thing is definitely true for Heroes of the Storm, right? Heroes of the Storm, you get a lot out of you the, the heroes of the storm is them just getting mileage out of their ip right, right. out of their good lore having been good right? even, even out what, of even out of like their like like lost vikings and blackthorn yeah uh, exactly you know what I mean? like yeah people you know, like super super kind of arcane stuff uh and i hope that overwatch isn't it's, it kind of reminds me of uh you, like you, so, when Wally came out, this is going to be really random. When Wally came out, Pixar released a trailer that was like, you know, it showed all of the, you know, like the Pixar movies that you think of, right? Like Monsters Incorporated, right? Like The Incredibles, um, A Bug's Life, or whatever. And so they're talking about how they had this lunch. I'm pretty in sure you're the only person that thinks of A Bug's Life when you think of typical Pixar movies. Okay, that's true, but whatever. Um, <laughs> the um, and the Wally trailer was like, hey, you know, we had this lunch and we talked about these movies, right? And there was this one story about a little bug, and then there was this one story about monsters in your closet, and then there was this one story about superheroes who, you know, are illegal or whatever, right? And then they had, and then it's like, and the last story we talked about on that lunch was about a little robot named Wally, right? And it kind of unintentionally set up that like everything after Wally was like a marked downturn for yeah. Pixar, right? There's like up. Which is probably the best, maybe if you want to like really argue for kind of inside out, and then you just have all this bullshit, right? Like the good dinosaur, brave, 
cars, right? Like, you know, like all of cars that kind too. of stuff. Yeah, exactly. All of this kind of stuff. And you're just kind of like, oh, man, what Pixar, what happened to you? This is what I'm afraid of from Blizzard, right? I'm afraid that Overwatch is like, oh, well, you know, like we've been riding high based on these IPs that we created in the early odds, right? And now it's time, you know, like, and now it's time to create our first new IP in 20 years, Overwatch. And they're just going to be like, well, and just fall flat yeah. on their face and be terrible. Um, maybe that won't be the case. Yeah. I, I hope that won't be the case. Obviously, uh, I the the opposite effect happens, right? DreamWorks went from let's make Shrek over and over and over again to Kung Fu Panda, which is one of the best movies in the, in the last decade. <laughs> that movie is so good. Shut up, Echo. <laughs> For readers out there, r- r- listeners, listeners, you ready for this? Kung Fu Panda is a, is better than the first. Uh, the first Star Wars, 1977. Star oh Wars my god! Before. But it's better than that movie. That movie is overrated. <laughs> anyway, um, Overwatch. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I have I, I have hopes and I have faith in Blizzard that they'll make Overwatch yeah. neat and interesting from a lore perspective. Um, I, I've always said that I think single player in games like these are very useful from a, like a tutorial standpoint. I think that I actually I've always said this about League too, right? I actually think that it would be super cool to just kind of have like an, an like one level, right, for each of like the heroes or whatever, and it can just be you know like it can be. Highway 66 for McCree or what you know, like whatever. It could be an established level. It's obviously it doesn't have to be a custom thing, right? Where it teaches you the basics of McCree. Like McCree, you know, like the the obvious combo with McCree being fan the hammer, flashbang fan the hammer, right? You can basically kill anybody with all of that burst damage uh, in close range. Um, to kind of just have a, like a little introductory bit that explain that explains that to you in a safe environment is also a great way that you could even uh, you ju- have – you could, like, inject the lore into it a little bit, right? right? Um, and I would I would like – that's my pie in the sky. I don't think it's going to happen, obviously, but it would be so cool. Uh, it would be so cool if it did. And I think that, you know, and I think that the value of lore in games like these is kind of underestimated um, because the reason I picked – you know, the reason I picked McCree in the first place was because I like cowboys, <laughs> You know, like that—that that was it. The reason I picked Dasuo up was because samurais are awesome, right? Like, um, and I don't know that I would have that same connection to, you know, Yasuo, whoever else, uh, if that if that if those like lore details right. were, weren't there for me. Yeah, I so. So something that's kind of along these lines that I that I wonder about that that our friend Charles brought up um, is how much of this game was Titan um, with you know, the the canceled MMO property from Blizzard, which, which is supposedly what like the scraps of turned turned into turned into Overwatch. I mm. think that'd be really cool to see what that was about because I, I have a feeling that a lot of that lore stuff like would have come out in an MMO, right? Like. An, Imagine playing an MMO where you are a member of the Overwatch organization and the rival or the rival organization, which presumably whatever Reaper is part of. Um, and like, I think that'd be really cool. I, I really kind of want to know where that, like, like you know, where all that came from. Um, you know. Yeah, I would be interested too. I think that this is kind of a better 
version. Uh, I like. I feel like a more MMOE version of this game would probably be worse to a certain extent. Um, I actually do kind of wish it was free to play. Uh, strangely enough, I think the free to play, but like if they basically copied kind of the league model. Um, where you have your free champion, you know, like your free heroes every week, but you like earn up credits to buy to buy heroes uh, is a pretty good model for a game like this. Um, and I think it, it's kind of it's it's tough because like on one hand, the, the stuff like League, it's fine because you're locked in your hero the same thing every match, right? But if I'm a new player and all I have are the free champions. Um, when we need a Widowmaker and I don't have I don't have Widowmaker kind of thing, like that sucks to a certain extent. But I think that you can just mitigate that by upping the percentage of the, the free-to-play champions See, in League. Mm. The percent is like 8%, right? If you had half of the champions free every week on Overwatch, uh, to, to put these in kind of extreme terms, I think you solve that problem without I, I don't too, know, much man. Problem, too, I, too much trouble. I think you kind of run into the same kind of like, you know, imagine if... You were against four Torbjorns, and nobody had access to say like Junkrat or or you know so, somebody capable of dealing with that, like or like you know up against five Bastions, no one had access to Genji who can counter him with his with his with his E. Like I feel like that's kind of dangerous. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess it is a little bit dangerous. Uh, like I agree with that. I just feel that you know, like is Genji a counter to Bastion? Sure, you know, like one hundred percent. But so is Widowmaker, right? So is Hanzo. Uh, so is Farah, right? There are there are better counters, there are worse counters, there are X, Y, and Z. And if you just have an if you have enough of a free champion kind of like roster, even if you just have a couple like all of the like easy, you know, like one difficulty champions, right, be super, super cheap, kind of like the four fifty champs. Um, I think that would be I don't know, I think that that's kind I, of I like don't know. I think I think you'd have to at it. least do something like Free champions aren't on an, a universal rotation. It's un, it's it's random per player. Um, oh, or it's random per game. Oh, that would be so cool. Yeah, uh, I don't know. The random random per player at least because then you have to then you then you don't get in a situation where it's like the people who have bought all the champions are like ha ha ha. You know, no one's got like th- this. These champions aren't available this week, so we'll crush the freemium players with with this specific comp designed to. To exploit that weakness, because um, there's there's not the kind of like gating mechanism that that the league leveling system has. Oof, that's kind of true. Though it does have you know like, I at least I imagine that there's MMR right. It seems um, to me that th- there's there's, there's a ranked mode um, that it was not available during the open beta. I'm not sure if there if there's an MMR for for uh, free play. Um, I also don't know. It might have been there. It also just might not have enough data, you know, over the open beta to sure. to be at to be matched. I mean, honestly, I think that that's one of the like, the great things about League of Legends is the uh, the matchmaking system. Yeah, well, it's one of like the unsung heroes of the game. I think that there's a lot that kind of attributed to like League success, but the fact that they had a like a solid MMR system in place is probably like one of the core things I think that got. You know, they, they got something like League out of the Dota roots and into the League popularity roots, if that makes sense. Um, because anybody, you know, like, 
anybody could tell you how frustrating it is to just like load up into you know if i were to load up into a game of of dota and play against double lift i would kill myself right that would we would just get completely destroyed and i and i think that the same thing is going to be true for overwatch right the problem is when you have intense mmr systems you just kind of, you have to kind of demand a giant user base in order to make them work out um and I don't know if Overwatch is going to just kind of have that by default. Uh, it, it's a Blizzard game. I'm sure it'll be big enough. Yeah, I, I'm sure it will be too. I also think that their other games, uh, you know, their other games have MMR um, arenas and WoW, and obviously StarCraft Two both have you know solid MMR systems. So I don't think. I, I think I think I think actually to, to kind of dig into it a little bit is one of the, one of the bigger things there is the. 1 to 30 gating system, and maybe I think that the league, like, getting to level 30 in league is a little bit longer than it should be, but, um, that introduction, like, so, I, I could, the, the comparison I'd directly make is something like uh, Heroes of New Earth, where when you made a new account, you just started at 1500 MMR, and you moved up and down from there, um, and so 1500 MMR had people that were average players, and also everybody who was completely fucking new, um, which was a pain if you ran into a team that was like four new guys and you were and you were like an experienced middle middle player um and the other team was just a bunch of middle players cuz they they would usually win cuz you know they weren't new and so i think that 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 kind of like gate that 1 to 30 gate is actually pretty important and i hope that like there's there's at least something equivalent to like placement matches in um in Overwatch that 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 gives you a little bit of 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 uh experience breath or like yeah i definitely agree with you i think that's 100 percent true i also think that overwatch has kind of an advantage because each match is like super fluid i don't think that it demands uh kind of like a role queue in the same way that other stuff does uh and maybe this will change with time right where you know like in league right you specialize into playing junglers right and so in overwatch maybe people will specialize into playing tanks and supports and everything like that but for my money, I would actually bet that the opposite is going to be the case, that people are going to be very kind of happy to swap in and out of stuff. Um, because at the end of the day, even if I'm playing, you know, a tank or whatever, um, the... I, you know, like, the mechanics of playing a tank versus the mechanics of playing an offense hero versus the mechanics of playing a defense or support hero, right? Like, at the end of the day, Lucio is still shooting guys with his dubstep gun, right? Like, that's just... The, the, that is always going to be there. And McCree is obviously going to be better than Lucio at shooting people with his gun, but the, the like, the core, the core philosophy of Lucio shoots a gun, McCree shoots a gun... Zarya shoots a gun, Hanzo shoots, or well, Bastion shoots a gun, um, binds it together so that I don't think spe like specializing will be as big of a deal. Yeah, I think I agree. Um, something I'm cons may maybe concerned is, is the wrong word, but it'll be interesting to see is kind of player attitude towards, um, towards matches. Um, you know, historically with, like, say, with, with first-person shooters, Dropping in and out of matches is not a huge deal, right? Like, it, it, it's no big deal in TF2 or in Call of Duty if, you know, mid-match, mom says, come get dinner, so you're like, fine, you turn off your Xbox or whatever. Um, whereas something like League, it's the, it's the complete opposite, right? Like, dropping out of a League match early is, like, you know, up there with committing genocide in terms, as, as far as League players are concerned. Um, and 
I feel like for what Blizzard is aiming for with kind of like, you know, there's already the push towards esports with this is kind of keeping that, like keeping the game short enough so that like you don't feel like you have to drop, like, you know, you'll rarely be caught in a situation where you have to drop out right now and you can't finish the match is good. But I still kind of think that they want to encourage people to stay through the match. But then they also have, they also have like hot joining, which I guess is, is great. Uh, straight up, what, what do you think? Do you think it's for a ranked match? If somebody drops out, do you think it's 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 better to have a hot join or not? I have very complex thoughts about this. Um, I think it's easier to do a hot like it's easier to do a hot join in a game like this compared to a game like League of Legends. Let's say in League of Legends, I had to do a hot join, right? Well, I can't. You know, I can't just erase the fact that we have a Nautilus in this game, obviously. So I have to adopt into Nautilus. And I also kind of can't erase the fact that this Nautilus that I'm, you know, the guy who I've hot joined into is playing a tank Nautilus build who's already built, you know, Cinder Hulk and Mercury Treads and Dead Man's Plate, right? And on top of that, I hot joined into, you know, like I'm hot joining into a game where. Um, I got count, you know, like I got counter jungled all game. And so I, you know, like my Nautilus that I had joined into is like really far behind. You lose all of that baggage with Overwatch. With Overwatch, when I had joined into the game, I had joined into the game and I can choose whatever freaking hero I want. Right. Um, and that's a big advantage, I think, in terms of softening the blow, um, to, to hot joining. Um, at the same time. See, at the same time, if it was me, I would split the difference for Blizzard. I would say that in ranked matches, you would lock it in the same way that you lock it in League, right? Like, you can't alt F4 out of the game, come back in, choose a new match kind of thing. You alt F4, you got to reconnect, buddy. Like, that match, you you get to play again when that match is over. No if, ifs, ands, or buts about it. Um, but in a normal match, I don't think it's that big of a deal. And I think hot joining is something that's pretty natural for, for, how, those matches, uh, for how those matches get played. Um, I think this is something that Overwatch will probably take uh, kind of whatever indicator from CSGO uh, that 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 it can, you know. And I and I don't know, you know, I don't know CSGO. Yeah, I don't either, actually. Or mechanics for this kind of stuff. Um, so, you know, maybe they're more stringent about it. Maybe they're not, but. Uh, the thing I'd be concerned about is, like, does having those two disparate systems make things inconsistent, like, make things feel inconsistent? Does it set the wrong expectations for players? Like, you know, a player who plays regular all the time decides to try out ranked and, like, you know, drops out and gets penalized in some way for it. Is, is that, like, setting the wrong expectations for him? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. When you put it that way, I, I, I get it. But I also just... See, because I would say... And this is because I'm coming from this from League. Like, I would say that there shouldn't be any hot joining. But uh, maybe someone out there has a good case for being able to just jump out of yeah. a match. No, I, so I don't, I, think, I don't think you can – so personally, I don't think you can hot join ranked. I think that that's – you just – you can't do it and have ranked be meaningful. Because um, that, like, that creates these perverse incentives where, like, you know, people dump out of matches for – the wrong reasons, right? Like, e- e- like even if we presume people aren't being like, 
like if, if, if even if we presume people are being completely selfless, right? Like you don't want somebody dumping out of a match because they think that they're doing terrible, and maybe whoever joins after them will be better or something like that, or for more realistic reasons because they're frustrated and it's it's of no it's it's of less consequence to the rest of their team because somebody will replace them. Um, I I just don't think that I just don't think you could have ranked be be or like you can't have somebody go to start playing ranked and get dumped into a match that's already losing and feel like that's a fair loss for them. Yeah. Oh, God, that would be the worst. That would be the worst. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, while it sucks for the other four people on that team, I guess you're negatively impacting less people by having it be the, you know, the, the four or five people that decided to stick around. Um, although that's, that's another problem, right? If one person dumps and the rest of the team just well fuck it and they also jump ship like that that that's also not a very sad that's not very satisfying game for the winning team but i guess i guess that, that's better than nothing all things considered i don't know it's a, it's a tough question it is a tough question because on the other half of this man that is a it is a really rough question on the other half of this, you also have the consecutive games, right? This is something that I, I was encouraging a lot in the beta, and uh, I was kind of surprised that people weren't, like, down for. But there was a, there was a bunch of times where we kept playing the same, the like, a consecutive game against the enemy team, and they would just, like, wreck us every time. You know what I mean? Like, we would play, we would play offense on one side of the map and lose, and then we would play defense on one side of the map and lose, like... Yeah, yeah, it was it was clear they were better than us, but people just kind of kept wanting to play, uh, you know, kept wanting to play with it. Um, and I, you know, I think that sucks. I think that dropping in between those is good, but like, how does that work in ranked? Right? Can I just play this? Can I just farm people for ranked? Right? Like, let's say I get in a game and I'm just better than these guys, and I win one game and I win the next game. Oh, that's, and I win a, the third, that's a good you know? question. That's like a really weird interaction. Man. Yeah. Also, like, also, oh. what 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 makes like you know, in in Overwatch. The, like, a match is constituted, like, one one circuit of play, like, an offense to, like, a match in Overwatch isn't one offense and then one defense, but that feels like what it should be for a ranked game, right? Like, that you get one of each for, for it to be the full circuit. Um, yeah, I don't even know. Um, Especially because, you know, like, I definitely think there are some maps that are much easier on one side than the other, you know? Like, if I ran them into that... I, I actually don't know that it's Egypt. It might be, like, Numbani. Like, it's, it's the Egyptian the Egypt map. map. Yeah. yeah. The the Egyptian map is so easy on defense compared to... Uh, what's a good, hard map on... Or an easy map for offense? Uh, I think... I think London's pretty fair. London... London's pretty fair. London, I've had both. London, I've had, like, hardcore attacker victories. I've had... There was one match where they basically blew through all of the checkpoints and had, like, eight minutes, but we just stopped them dead right on the payload delivery. For, like, eight minutes, we held out. And those matches... And I, honestly, I love those matches. Those matches feel great. Um, I actually think Highway 66 is biased towards uh, the attacker. I don't think I've actually lost on that map attacking. Oh, no, wait. I lost to the Tor Torbjorns. Yeah, that, um, that map. But that, that map, feel, I felt like I did really good on, on attack every time. Uh, oh, no, you know what map? I think I think it is the Numbani map. Yeah, uh, yeah. That map I have a, I have an easy time with uh, on, on attack. Yeah, I think that's fair. 
Yeah. To be honest, I actually kind of think that the definitions of attack and defense heroes specifically are pretty roughshod. Yeah. Uh, in general. I think... But like, I, I don't quite see what makes Hanzo a defense hero. Um, compared... Like, Torbjorn, I get it, right? Torbjorn is 1 million percent a defense hero. Even, uh, even Bastion, I think, is like pretty hardcore defense uh but it feels weird to me that soldier 76 who is in my opinion built around you know like he's built in the same kind of zone control that a lot of these defense heroes are built on isn't a defense hero he's an offense hero and hanzo who doesn't have zone control basically at all right all he has is kind of that offensive arrow thing is a defense hero i just don't get that i i think i so I think the de- I think it's mostly that the defense category is kind of a hodgepodge, like defense is bo- this weird combination of like turrets and snipers and then like May and Junkrat, um, which is which is well, to, well, I think I think a lot of the you know like Junkrat has his traps right. He's sure. got zone control on his traps. I think May has zone control on her ultimate. Um, and uh, and her wall is obviously super sure. good on defense. Um, I think that wait, who else did you mention? I think every other defense hero basically belongs in that category except for Hanzo. I, and I, I feel think, like Soldier Seventy Six belongs in that category because he drops that healing healing wave. So I I think that um I think I, I see what you're saying. I think that Soldier Seventy Six heal, healing wave is supposed to be more dynamic than uh you know it's supposed to be le- less zone control and more kind of like forward recovery and i think hanzo is supposed to be a, a sniper like Widowmaker, um and that he controls an area with his arrow it's just he's a little bit more flexible than Widowmaker, so i think i think you can you can option him into the offensive type of stuff right like his i feel like with his sonar arrow and with like his and his, his sniping kind of like archetype he's meant to kind of set up and and cover an area and keep and keep it covered um more mobily than say Widowmaker, um, but I, I guess I see what you're coming from. Yeah, I, I don't know. Widowmaker also has her trap. I think I think Widowmaker is another one that kind of blends the lines to a certain extent. I've definitely had good Widowmakers on offense, right? Who just pick off the defenders sure. uh, and allow me to so, kind of you know like sit on the payload. I, but at I the end of the I day, think I think defense means a defense hero means should only be played on defense. Or, or. Sure, sure. I just mean in general. Like, uh, to, to me, I think the unifying... Th- like, the unifying thing at first to me was that an offense hero carries his whole kit kind of with him, right? He is... Mobility, but this isn't like... I don't mean like a League of Legends like mobility creep kind of definition for mobility. I mean just mobility in the sense that wherever McCree is, he is exactly as dangerous... You know, like he—he he is a little—he is a little walking PBAOE of danger, right? There's nothing that he like. Let's say I'm Torbjorn and I put my turret down in my defensive spawn room and I run out. That's me leaving a huge part of my kit behind, right? If I'm—if I do that exact same thing uh, with my poison mine, if I do it with my trip mine, uh, my my junk rat snap trap trappy thing, right? Um, I, I, if I do that with any of those champions, I'm leaving behind this aspect of my kit, right? And hypothetically, this is part of kind of where that zone control or whatever, like, comes into it or whatever. Um, but Farah, Tracer, Reaper, uh, McCree, these are all people that, wherever they are, they are at their most dangerous constantly. Soldier 76 doesn't really 
yeah, if Soldier 76 drops his healing thing in the in the spawn room, right? That's an aspect of his kit that he's leaving behind, which is so weird to me. And Hanzo is the exact same way. He doesn't have any... He, he Hanzo is... If exactly Han- I, as dangerous as you know, like where, I, I, th- where- I think you're wrong there. I think you're. I think if Hanzo fires his sonar arrow in the spawn room, he's leaving a big part of his kit behind. Um, it's just it's just as iterative as as. Yeah, uh, but then we get it. See, that, see health pack. I guess I guess I kind of see that point because then we're at it, then we're saying well if 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 McCree throws his flashbang in the small room he's leaving that part of his kit behind kind of thing when really that's just a cooldown right but it's I not mean, but that's true for everybody we've know. talked about right like Junkrat's traps are on like seven second cooldowns um Soldier seventy six pack I don't think is on that long of a cooldown um sound like it's on a pretty long cooldown it's over ten seconds is it which is which is long to me in that game yeah no that that, that would be true I just I'm, I don't play Soldier 76 because I think he's boring. Um, well, I, I so I think to a certain extent it's also about like lingering effects, uh, which is the weird part about it, right? The difference between Flashbang and, uh, to me... The, I mean, the Sonar uh, Arrow is a lingering effect, too. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. For some reason... Well, I, I get that. I get that kind of intellectually. It just feels weird. Because it also feels like it's just as good on defense, if not better. Because the, the defense is when people get, you know, like hold up to a certain extent man i don't even know i don't even know anymore it's just inconsistent is my point it's really inconsistent um yeah no i definitely feel that i i feel like like the the offense defense hero are fuzzy i think tank and support are much stronger roles or much stronger roles and even there you have people like uh symmetra who really doesn't feel like a support in the same way that mercy does yeah um Actually, I feel like Symmetra is like the big exception in that category. I feel like that might be just Symmetra, like running. I th- yeah, th- yeah, this is. I think they were just like looking for support heroes almost at that point. Because the weird thing about Symmetra to me is that she's not a defense hero. She is so good on defense, right? Like when you get those huge like turret things. Yeah. Oh, walking into those sucks. Like, um, um, I I think I think part of it might just be like learning how Symmetra works. Like, I think that everybody just isn't using her shields right or something like there's there, there's some there's some fundamental aspect that is missing there it's like you know oh when somebody says well we have we have a symmetric that's not a real support is is like there, there's either some gameplay facet we're missing that that, that we're missing because I, I, I can't believe it's that much of a misstep yeah i don't know it's also weird because i also think torbjorn is very supporty with his like uh, his armor packs, uh, well, he, like, his it, armor, it, you know, it, I mean, like him and Symmetra are like two sides of the same mirror, right? Like, yeah, that, that's my point, right? Like, I, I feel, I feel as though Torbjorn and Symmetra are very similar champions, but one of is one of them is a support, the other yeah. one's uh, is not. You know, hey, kind of whatever. I also think that they're, you know, like bleeding these lines a little bit is kind of fine. You know, it's whatever. Yeah. Um, I, I almost wish that they would introduce like a secondary role, almost like League, because yeah, like I think Zarya is a tank slash support. Um, yeah, I think Roadhog's almost like a tank slash assassin. Like he yeah, he like, lives yeah. for the pick. Well, I don't. Yeah, and I don't even think I think Roadhog is actually a very interesting champion um, because he's almost kind of the platonic ideal of of like equally as useful on offense and as defense. Um, and I don't think other cha- you know like other champs feel to lean to me like one way or the other, right? right? Um, and and then you kind of have Roadhog, who I'm just kind of like, man, he's like, 
He's good on both. Like, I, I, there's, I don't think that there's, I don't think that there's one that he's good on and one that he's he's bad on. In the same way that I think, like, I think Winston is a defensively uh, kind of like he's like a defensively. Yeah, I mean, he's, tank, he's, he's got the zone control with his shield. Exactly, and I think and I think Zarya is an offensively uh, angled tank because you know she just you move up, she moves up with her shield, um, and uh, yeah, I don't know, I don't know, I have a. I think these classes are interesting, and I, I almost actually kind of secretly wish that they would uh... – see, because I almost kind of feel as though the offense-defense thing is a poor way to frame it. I kind of wish they would have, like, assassins where you – you know, like, I wish they would have, like, the the Tracer, you know, Genji, right? Um Man, I don't even know. I guess I would put McCree in there. Yeah. Uh, but like, like these, you know, these assassin kind of champs, uh, and like these sniper kind of champs on the other side, and they even have that, right? Like the team tells you when you don't have a sniper, it tells you when you don't have a quote unquote builder. Yeah. Um. So. I don't know. I just hope that they they rough up and uh, shore out their their uh, tanks and supports. I definitely think that there could be more yeah i mean the, the, like in particular there are five champions in every category except for support where there's only four yeah um so hopefully wait really i thought there were six champions on offense and defense. let me let me one two three four five six you're right one two three four five six and there are five tanks and four supports so yeah yeah two supports and a tank would be nice <laughs> It would be nice. Oh, also Diva, right? Diva is the champion. I, I kind of forget about. Uh, some of these tanks. Some of these tanks are. Uh, I, I don't understand Diva. A lot of people play her, but I, I just can't. I I don't. I she she's kind of almost. I wish there was more CC in this game. Uh, it feels very weird to me that there isn't more CC on the tanks, right? That, that which is to say, like Roadhog. I guess I, does Winston have a slow when he lands on you with his? I thing? have no idea. I guess he has a knockback when he hits you on his ult, uh, and then Reinhardt's uh, got a knockout. Knock, knock you, knocks you down. Also, he pins right? you. Uh, also, he pins you, and then what does Zarya have? I don't think Zarya has anything. Uh, her ult. Oh, you're right. The gravity field. Okay, actually, I guess they're better at it than I thought. Because to me, the difference between a tank and like a bruiser or whatever is CC, right? Um, Darius doesn't have a lot of CC, but he has a lot of damage. Nautilus has a lot of damage, or has a lot of CC, not a lot of damage. Um, and uh, I think that that's a really easy, that's a, just like a really easy kind of dichotomy to set up in a game like this to kind of separate out your tanks uh, from your uh, like offense and defense heroes. And I think they, they, I guess they have it a little bit better than I than I thought. But yeah, I guess Diva doesn't really have anything. She has the defensive steroid of her like projectile blocker. Yeah, I, it's it's I don't know it's it's uh, just as a champion she's or as as a hero she's weird to me like you know you can't yeah. you can't use any of her ability you can't shoot while using any of her abilities. Um, honestly, the thing I think that's the neatest is kind of her like in out of mech dichotomy, but like I just I don't know I'm I'm not I'm not very good at her. See, even that I don't think is all that good because whenever I see a diva out of the mech, I'm like, that is weak. Kill it. You know what I mean? Like, that's just a weaker version of diva. Um, 
Diva's only dangerous when she's in her mech, it feels like. Though I do think Diva, I think Diva's kind of like the naturally tankiest of the heroes, which actually makes sense because I think most of her health pool is armor, um, which we haven't even talked about. But um, yeah, the armor, I, I, that, that works really well for her because I've been just like brutalized by like Diva Mercy combos. Um, where you just can't chew through the diva and she's getting in your face and shooting you with like shotguns. It's rough. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. No. But yeah, I think like, just to touch on that for a second, the, the shield, um, the shield armor system is, is, is neat. Um, I don't know how, how, how it'll play out in the long term, like, understanding that the economy, but, like, you know, shields regen, armor does some minor damage reduction, and, you know, white health is white health. I, I think that's, I think it's a cool, like, kind of thing in the design belt for the game. I want, I super, super incredibly agree. I think it's a big deal, and I want their, I, I like, I, I'm, I'm excited to see it play up. Uh, I've played, one of the reasons I like playing Zarya as a tank is because um, she, she kind of has like the poppin stop version of tanking because she comes in, she soaks some damage, you know, she soaks through her shield, right? You know, she puts on a barrier, she does some damage, she, you know, and then she hangs out for a minute, lets the shield regen and gets back into the thick of it, right? Um, whereas you have other, you know, like where you have other champions who have, when I'm Reinhardt and I'm at full health and I have all of my armor, right? I play that version of Reinhardt very differently and I use my barrier barrier more aggressive you know like different i just played that version of reinhardt differently than when my armor has been chewed through um and i think that that's that's interesting i'd like to see that played up more uh obviously i think almost all of the tanks are three of the tanks are armor tanks one of them is shield that's zarya and then there's roadhog which is just a shit ton of health a shit ton of health in that big health regen steroid. yeah oh man that's so good it's 300 freaking health that's like yeah. more health than that's like twice the amount of health that Tracer has, it, yep. like and it's on like a like a very short cooldown. It's amazing. I love it. Yeah, I think health pools is a great way that they can use. Uh, I I think this it's true too in league, right? Like base stats, but it's a great way to change up and change around how uh, champs work. Um, for instance, I think that. Tracer having 150 health and Reaper having 250 health. That's a there's a noticeable difference there, uh, and I think that's a big deal to th- playing each of them individually. Because you know what, on Reaper you're gonna have to you don't you don't have you don't have the same kind of like mobility juking tricks that uh, that Tracer has. You're gonna have to just soak a certain amount of that to get your shotgun blasts off. Yeah. Yep. But I think uh, that's about all the time we have. Yeah, we did we did burn our, our, our time talking about Overwatch. Yeah. Well, uh, if you want to watch us play some uh, tabletop games, you can watch us at twitch.tv slash games. You can email us about this or anything else you want to at games at gmail.com. You can uh, follow us. You can like our Facebook page. You can follow us on Twitter. You can comment on uh the the soundcloud you can do all anything that you want please subscribe if you would um and uh yeah do you have anything else you want to mention buddy links will all be in the description no i think uh i think we're solid i think we're good all right um until next time dear listeners until next time loyal listeners